Welcome back to Latino USA. I'm Maria Hinojosa, and today, stories about getting through the hard times. Now, every year, thousands of migrants from Latin America hop on top of La Bestia, which is the beast, the freight trains that cut through Mexico to the U.S. border. One of the many dangers of riding on La Bestia is that people often fall off. It's hard to say exactly how many because some people are never found. But according to the Red Cross in Honduras, there are at least 450 disabled migrants known to have returned home after having an accident on La Bestia. Marianne Jamil tells us now about a few of the men who have lost their limbs but who have made the journey north for a second time. Outside a Megamart grocery store in Hyattsville, Maryland, six men are collecting donations from shoppers. Jose Luis has been here for hours. Right now I feel like I've been run over by the train again. I'm wiped out. But the good thing is my feet are made of steel, so I can handle it. Each of these men once tried to reach the U.S. by riding La Bestia. But at some point in their journey, they fell, and their limbs got caught in the train's speeding wheels. Jose Jeremias sits down to adjust his prosthetics. They're poorly made and uneven. It feels like getting an electric shock in your nerves, but you have to handle it mentally and not give in, even if it hurts. Over by the collection table, Jose Luis is texting away with one finger. He's 29 years old. He tried to come to the U.S. when he was 17, riding La Bestia most of the way. Even though you know the risks, you never think it'll happen to you. But it did happen. Jose Luis got all the way to the northern Mexican state of Chihuahua atop the train when he decided to take his shoes off his swollen feet. He was tired and he slipped. His right leg landed on the track. When he tried pulling it out, his right arm got caught too. Then he used his left hand and he lost three fingers. He would have died if it weren't for a Red Cross paramedic who got him to the hospital just in time. I believe God left me alive for some purpose. I'm still searching for what that is. I think it's to help these guys. That motivates me a lot. Jose Luis is president of Amirelis, the Association of Migrants Returned with Disabilities, a support and advocacy group based in Honduras. He helped organize this trip north. The journey, 2,100 miles of walking and riding buses and boats, is dangerous and demanding even for the able-bodied. But the men felt they had little choice. They found their situation back at home even worse than when they originally left. Here's Benito Murillo. We're unemployed. When we go to look for work, the first things they see are crutches or wheelchairs. Jose Luis says that in the last five years, three Amirevis members from his town have committed suicide. Others have become alcoholics or been killed after falling into debt for drugs. Really, in Honduras, people like us are worthless. The men's journey from El Progreso, Honduras, to El Paso, Texas, took 23 days. They didn't ride La Bestia this time, says Jose Luis, but they crossed paths with it. No fue fácil, no fue fácil ver otra vez el tren, por ejemplo. It wasn't easy to see that train again, to see where we had our accidents, to remember all that. When they finally made it to El Paso, the men presented themselves to U.S. border agents seeking amnesty. 
They were taken to a detention facility where Jose Luis was shackled and put into solitary confinement. After having a half-hour discussion in front of him about how you exactly do put shackles on a man with one arm and one leg, it did shackle him. Jonathan Ryan is an attorney with RAICES, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, based in San Antonio. And apparently the, the one arm that he has, they restrained it by cinching it in the belt of his shackle. Ryan says the guys weren't given wheelchairs until their case got media attention. They bathed in an open shower on a tile floor with no support but their crutches. Jose Luis says it was a nightmare. We would ask for blankets and mattresses because we were just on a cold floor. And they said, you're not coming to a hotel. This is what there is. We didn't ask you to come here. You wanted to come here. Immigration and Customs Enforcement would only respond generally to questions about the men's treatment. It said that individuals housed in ICE facilities receive timely and appropriate medical care and that reasonable accommodations are considered for the disabled. Meanwhile, Raices helped the men get released on humanitarian parole and sponsored their journey to Washington, D.C., their intended destination. Here, the men often visit local churches to share their story. When our ride arrives to go to one, Jose Luis reaches out with the one finger he can use and opens the car door for me. Tonight, he's appearing at an evangelical church near Baltimore. The song he's performing says, life isn't defined by the number of things you have. I played guitar since I was five years old. I never liked singing, but four years back I started to sing. I use what I have. I don't have hands. I don't have feet. But I have my voice. The congregation is made up almost exclusively of Latin American immigrants. Jose Luis encourages them to take advantage of having made it here in good health and to remember what they've sacrificed to be here. The pastor adds to that message in his sermon. We're not illegal. We're undocumented because we don't have certain papers, but we're not illegal. God didn't create borders. When God created the heavens and the earth, he didn't create borders. Man created borders. Jose Luis and the others are planning to meet with government policymakers in Washington. They're even aiming for an appointment with President Obama. They're still struggling to get by. For now, they're collecting donations, hoping to find work, and living in a small house owned by a church. Jose Luis says that sometimes his compañeros become his hands. We all help each other. Out of eight of us, we say that if you took us apart, we'd just add up to four or five people. <laughs> he says their experiences are part of the reality of migration. What the men would like to see is a Honduras where there's a better chance to make a living and live safely, so that people who want to stay can stay. For those who are set on leaving, Benito Murillo has one piece of advice. He says, if you're thinking of migrating, take into account everything you'll go through along the way, all that you'll suffer. And if you're going to do it anyway, then be careful.
Miriam Jamil brought us that story. 